And hello to you, and welcome to the Richard Nichols Podcast, the personal development podcast series that's here to help inspire, educate, and motivate you to be the best you can be. I'm psychotherapist Richard Nichols, and this is episode 184. It's titled Mental Narratives. And if you're ready, we'll start the show. Hello people, it's me again. If you missed last week's episode, then you might be surprised to find that there's another one so soon. And that's because a few weeks ago, I streamed a live extra long podcast episode all about our inner dialogue. And throughout June, I'm going to be editing it down into four specific episodes for you. So if you missed last week's, go and have a listen first and then come back here as this one picks up immediately after that one ended. So, I shall press play, and I'll speak to you afterwards. See you later. I um, I put something on social media once, and it still makes me smile a bit when I see that it's been shared. It was a, a little cartoon where one smiling character said to this miserable-looking one, Don't worry, the mental illness is just in your head. And the next panel is of this first character now drowning, whilst the miserable guy who's now smiling is shouting, Don't worry, the drowning is all in your chest. And it made me smile, mostly because I was imagining that the depressed character was just pushing the other guy into the water in the first place and drowning him. Because it's not that easy, is it? Yeah, to a degree, mental illness might be in our head, but what our head, our brain, our mind does is not so easy to control, it's unconscious. And when we can have some influence, um, we can take some control. Now, we can have some influence, otherwise I'd have a different job. Our head is in many ways responsible for whether we succeed or fail. And certainly whether we perceive setbacks as failures or just part of the progress. Because we can all think ourselves into a mess, can't we? We, In theory, um, I guess that means we can think ourselves into something better. In theory, it's just hard to put it into practice. The thing is, it's harder to do anything when you're in a bad place. It's easier to do things when you're in a good place. So that when you're in a bad place, trying to think your way out of it is pretty hard. Not impossible, but hard. Because the messy place comes with messy emotions. And here's the problem. A positive thought process but with opposing feelings, makes us feel fake. It's as if we're just pretending, lying to ourselves. And that's okay to a degree, but positive affirmations, they're only going to help us if they're realistic. If you're feeling down and you're trying to cheer yourself up with some mantra, that's only going to have a positive influence if you aren't critical about it. If you're down and you repeat over and over. I am a happy and successful person. I am loved by everyone. The universe is my friend. That's probably not going to become second nature. It's not going to become who you are, part of your personality, because saying I am happy when you're not is incongruent. It doesn't match how you actually feel. It's likely that's going to make you feel worse rather than better. The same with I am successful. Really? Well, that's fine if you are, but what if you're not? What if you think you aren't loved by everyone and that the universe hates you? 
Affirmations can help, but any mantra that you repeat to yourself needs to be genuine. Maybe you want to be a happy and successful person who feels loved by everyone and that the universe is your friend, whatever that means to you. Well, well, we all have the potential to be happy, even when we aren't right at that moment, but we still know that we have been and that we can be. So that's the mantra. I can be happy. I deserve to be happy. I have been happy and I will be again. That sort of thing. That's the same for success. Look at what success even means. I guess it means succeeding in reaching your goals. So look, if you're looking for success, look at your goals. We often think about success as being a financial thing and Well, much as I don't like it, it is a fact that we need money and it does make the world go round. So if success to you is financial, how will you even know that you've succeeded? What's the goal? Is it to earn enough money to save for something? Is that all success means to you to have a hundred quid extra at the end of every month to stick in a savings account? Maybe that's all success is to you. Does it mean having no debt at all? And if so, do you have a plan to get there? Then your affirmations can be specific and feel real and motivational. Even if it means making changes in your life, I can apply for new jobs. I am free to move. I do deserve opportunities. I will take those opportunities. That's the mantra that's going to help you move forward. Not I am happy, I am successful. These ideas, these more realistic, optimistic thoughts, this is what changes our mind. Maybe lying to ourselves does work sometimes, though. People believe lies about themselves, but it's given repetition. And only if you then keep looking for evidence that it's true. I can't do this. I'm no good. I'm too old. I'm too young. I don't have time. Those sorts of things, they might not be true, but you can begin to believe them, especially if something horrible has happened to you in your past and you think that you're broken that there's something wrong with you, that you're damaged goods and no one's ever going to love you and you don't deserve to be happy anyway. It's a lie. Maybe you believe it. Maybe you're still lying to yourself. But if you were made to believe it and then spent years only looking for validation for it, then it can be really hard to see that it's a lie. But a lie it still is. The problem is, despite all the misery... Our brain still wants us to be happy. So it looks for ways to distract you from negative stuff that drags you down so that the reward pathways of the brain can be activated because despite all the horrible things that might have happened in your life, there would have still been times where the brain felt rewarded. There would have been certain experiences that paused the pain. So our brain fires off the neurons that's responsible for that experience and it becomes an expectation of it. A craving, a feeling for it, an urge or whatever. The thing is, your brain might have learned how to get rewards that might not be that good for you. If you ask anyone that's addicted to anything, gambling, alcohol, cigarettes, food, they'll say that. And that's why when it comes into the consulting room, we so often find it's more than just a habit. Because the reason why trying to overcome it without therapy has been hard is because if you take away the reward, the habit, all you're left with is the lies. 
the self-esteem issues, the belief about self that you're worthless. And it's hard work to see them as lies, to challenge the thoughts and feelings and then learn new ways of thinking and feeling that allow you to change your behaviour. To change any area of your life, you have to overcome the things that have been keeping you there in the first place. You need to stand up to the old programming that runs through your mind and challenge it. The personality of the person that you want to be, the character, the habits and behaviours, the thoughts and feelings of this new you, they start in the head. So maybe it's partly true, yes. To a degree, mental illness is all in your head. But knowing that isn't enough because, okay, if it's all in my head, what do I do about getting a new head? How can I change my thinking? How can I learn to think right so that I can then live right? And the truth is, that's where the hard work is. Not in the changing of the habits themselves, but the changing of the thinking that creates the lies in your head that lowers self-esteem and then makes it hard to overcome the habit because you don't think that you deserve to be happy anyway. And it's hard work to change thinking. I'm not going to lie to you. So much of what we do in our day is unconscious. It's the reason why Coke still outsells Pepsi. Yet even when Coke do blind tests, ask people which one they prefer, the majority say Pepsi. But when it's not a blind study, if you show them the labels, they say they prefer the Coke because of the name, the label that reminds them of their past, which has always been just to choose Coke out of habit, because we do. It's in our language. It just means any cola drink. In fact, in some, some places in the States, they use the word Coke to mean any fizzy drink. Even lemonade is a type of Coke, like Hoover is just another word for vacuum cleaner. If you use these words enough times, and it just becomes part of your language, it's automatic, unconscious. We don't question it, and it influences us. So maybe we should question what's automatic sometimes. But to make new, automatic and unconscious thoughts, we need them consciously first. That's what contributes to depression in the first place. Unless you've had a stroke or something, we don't wake up one day with a whole new neurological structure to our brain. It's a slow process to become depressed, usually. It can take a, a, a lifetime, but it can also take just a few months when the brain learns, this is what I do now. But it took a little time. And we, even when it does, there are warning signs that tells us that things aren't right. Maybe, yes, at that point, it's all in your head. And maybe at the end of it, when it's unconscious, it still is. But there is more to our head, isn't there? It being in our head implies that we've got no control over it, or rather implies that we do. And that's not how it works when it's unconscious. If you've been lying to yourself about what you deserve, about the type of person you are for so long, until you not only believe it, but no longer even need the thoughts to create the feelings anymore, then it's going to feel very weird to create a new narrative in your head that eventually becomes unconscious. It'll seem out of character to say, I deserve to be happy, or I am safe, it's going to be okay. But repetition, 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 it will become unconscious. I think of it like having a water tank of stagnant water that you've been constantly drinking from. A big old tank 
but every time you drink from it, it gets automatically topped up and filled up to the brim again with more stagnant water. And every glass you drink of it just gets replaced with another glass full of stagnant water. It doesn't taste good and it gives you diarrhea every day. Well, that's your mind. And every time you say something crappy to yourself, another glassful of stagnant water gets chucked in it. Now, if every time you use it, you then top it up with fresh water, it's going to dilute it down. Maybe not much at first. Maybe you won't even notice. It might even feel as if it's a waste of time trying and you're better off just throwing the whole thing away and giving up. Well, keep topping it up. Day by day, bit by bit, it becomes cleaner. It becomes fresh, drinkable, healthy. You'll be able to use it and it not make you feel sick. But it takes a long time to dilute it down because you can only put in the same amount that you've taken out. There's only so much that it can hold. But keep at it. Keep at it. Because what you feel each and every day is absolutely controlled by what you think. So even if it feels out of character to give yourself encouragement, do it anyway. We might not be able to change ourselves by a huge amount in a day, but we can change ourselves a little bit every day. Keep your language positive and you focus on the way that you want to be and the things that you want to see happen rather than the things that you fear and you keep your language positive. Drip, drip, drip. It keeps topping up your tank. All good fun, folks. I like that analogy. Drip, drip, drip. Keep topping up your tank. So, do that. Dilute down any negative thinking with some new positive ones. And let's see if we can clean ourselves up a bit if we need to. I shall be continuing the theme next week with an extract from this same live stream, which is going to be called uh, Talking to Yourself. And takes what I was talking about here onto the onto the next level. Goes into some research about talking aloud and stuff. And that's going to be out on Wednesday next week. But if you can't wait until then to hear more from me, then please consider becoming a patron of the show at patreon.com forward slash Richard Nichols. We're nearly at our next goal, which is going to be for funding therapy for somebody extra. We already fund uh, funding for, for one person and with a few more patrons we're going to be able to do it for another person as well so if you'd like to contribute to that and get extra episodes from me every Monday morning then you know what to do so enjoy your day you beautiful people and I'll speak to you again next time see ya see ya